That's right. Welcome to Hit My Music, the show where we are going to talk about music, wrestling, and the space where those two things meet. My name is David Kincannon. I am your host. And with me this week is Big Dan Champion. Welcome to the show, Dan. David. How's it going, David? It is wonderful to talk to you. I am doing great this evening. Thank you so much for being on the show. I think this is going to be a fun night. We're going to, we're going to have a good time talking about some music. Awesome. I can't wait. I love music, so this is perfect. I, I know you do, and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking uh, probably a lot about Bruce Springsteen. Do you remember what your parents listened to like when they were driving you around in the car? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my mom, my parents had me a little bit younger, so they were big in MTV. So I remember MTV videos. I remember Jump by Van Halen. I remember Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bengals. And uh, my dad was, when I got a little bit older... Um, you know, in grade school age, my dad was huge into the Beatles, uh, into the Rolling Stones. Uh, those were his two big bands. He would play them nonstop. So I know a lot of Beatles songs and a lot of Rolling Stones songs. My mom loved Rod Stewart. She played a lot of Rod Stewart. And my mom was always kind of like hip to new music. So she always listened to like modern music, whatever that would be at the time. She would always play like the 90s. She would just play like Salt and Pepper on the jukebox, uh, <laughs> TLC, things like that. Nice. So, yeah. Very cool. They played a lot of music. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Um, do you remember when you started making your own musical decisions? The very first, this is going to sound weird. My very first cassette tape I got was given to me by my cousin. And it was a bootleg cassette tape of Voice to Men. Um, the first one that I remember buying and being really into was and I was like in grade school, was Monster by R.E.M. Okay. I have no idea why I liked it, um, but I still love that album. Um, I got um, then, then I went through a phase where I liked Nirvana. I went into a phase where I liked pop punk. Um, yeah, so my first musical decision was a big R.E.M. And I used to like, um, like alter- in the 90s, I used to like... Um, alternative music like that was going on at that time um so like a band like um who was i really into um like local h oh okay um bands like that like when they were out like and i was young you know in the 90s i was you know in, in my early teens maybe um but i would like listen to them on the radio and record them on a cassette tape you know, I think I think Q one hundred and two was an alternative station at that time. Okay. Uh, so what's uh, better than Ezra was another band. Oh, okay. You know, sure. Soul Asylum. You know. Yeah. Bands like that. I was really into that um, in my teens. 
So that was probably right right around that like 95, 96 era. Yep, exactly. Okay. Sure, I remember that. Uh, that was around the time that I was getting ready to go to college, and so I remember college radio playing a lot of that stuff. So. Oh, damn, you're fucking old. I know I am. It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. What was your first favorite artist or band? <sighs> Pry Nirvana. Okay. And that was, you know, that was after they were, you know, after Kurt Cobain died. I think he died, what, like in 92 or 94? Uh, 94. Like April 94. 94. So 94, I was 10. So I wasn't listening to Nirvana. I remember when he died, though. I remember that being a thing when he sure. um, committed suicide. I remember my parents showing me the newspaper article. Hmm. Um, but I got into them when I was like in eighth grade. So only a few years later, you know, I really liked, you know, well, of course, Nevermind and uh, In Utero. I, I liked In Utero almost. I might In Utero, I might like better than Nevermind. Uh, I would argue that it's a better album overall. Um, yeah. And, you know, of course, um, the Unplugged album was great. Yeah. Funny story, like, remember about, I don't know, probably like 15 or 20 years ago when they had, uh, you know, you're right, it was like their unreleased song, right? Mm -hmm. That was going to come out on, like, what was that album? Like, their tracks or something like that? Like, their B-sides? So, I remember them, like, this is before, like, YouTube and satellite radio and things like that. I remember, like, on the radio station, being at work, I worked, like, at a deli, and they're like, in 10 minutes, we're playing a new Nirvana song. And I was, like, so pumped. I was standing by the radio, so excited. It started, and it starts with, like, that screeching kind of guitar. Mm -hmm. The manager of the deli was like, what is this shit? And turned it <laughs> off. And it was like, I didn't, like, go home and, like, listen to the radio until it came on again, because that was the only option, you know? Right. Like, I couldn't go on YouTube and, like, listen to it. Sure. I, I remember being so, like, that was, like, one of the most disappointing moments oh, of my that's, life. That's really frustrating. And it was a good song. Yeah. How did your musical tastes change as you got older? So, you already said that you kind of you sort of went through phases with pop punk and yeah. Um, so there's a while I like pop and that the pop punk kind of led me into like more. I don't know if I don't know if you want to say like punk punk, because I, I'll name bands that aren't really like punk bands like to like sure. a real hardcore punk fan, but like Social Distortion, okay. um, Bad Religion, um, like the Misfits. Uh, uh, I know I'm missing a handful. Uh, the Dead Milkmen. Okay. Bands like that, bands like that, like that led me to those bands. Um, and then, like, funny enough, like I was, like I was big into Social Distortion for a while, and then Mike Ness, the lead singer, had his own solo album. It was like more like a country album, kinda. Sure. And he had a song with Bruce on it. Him and Bruce Springsteen did a song, and I was like, man, this Bruce guy, like I kind of <laughs> like how he sounds. And that's what got me into Bruce. Like, you know, like I knew who he was. I knew like his hit songs. Sure, but um, I, I think I got. I think I went and bought uh, the best of Bruce Springsteen or the essential Bruce Springsteen album, which is like forty songs. It's a lot of songs. Yeah, and I put that on at work when I worked at a, a retail store. So when I worked in the back in the stock room, I just put it on, and you know I'm in this. You know that was twelve, thirteen years ago, and I'm still in this rabbit hole of Bruce Springsteen, like hearing new stuff, and you know <laughs> it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what that was kind of like my musical journey. Uh, what pop punk were you listening to? Yeah, like Blink One Eight Two. Oh shit! I, uh, like MXPX. Oh, uh, nice. I was I was, no a, I was a big MXPX fan in the mid nineties. 
Yeah, and they're not, I, forget, I, I saw another band, I saw a pop-punk band near me, and if I said their name, you would know who they were, but I can't remember it. Um, but yeah, like that kind of okay. stuff. Sure, I get that. All right. Um, so, so Mike Ness led you to Bruce Springsteen. That's that's interesting. So, I assume that you consider Bruce Springsteen to be your favorite artist currently. Yeah, Yeah, he's on a different level than any other. Sure, that makes sense. We'll get back. We'll get back to the boss in just in just a little bit. Uh, Do you remember the first concert you went to? The first concert I went to was Third Eye Blind. Oh, interesting. And it was like after they were like big. It was like in trying to like mid, uh, like two thousand three or two thousand four. Okay. Like the first real concert I went to. All right. Interesting choice. What what got you there? I was in my town, and I you know I liked okay. Third Eye Blind. Oh, okay. All right. And it was they were like one. There was like ninety alternative bands I liked. Sure. So they they were in uh, my town playing out of local college. So I went. Uh, I like Stephen Jenkins. I think he's you know he's a good front man. Yeah, throw um, lines. So they have, they, yeah. they're a good band. Yeah, they are. Do you have any musical talents? Do you sing or play an instrument? No. No. Okay. I played the recorder in third grade. <laughs> and you didn't carry it through. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, you know, when I go out and there's like a cover band playing, I always think I should have brought my recorder. I could go up there and jam with them. There you go. I would. I think. I think you should go out and buy a recorder, and you should try yeah. that sometime. I mean. Absolutely. You're probably bigger than than most musicians, so I mean, what are they going to do? Right, exactly. I'll be like the new big man. That's right. That's right. So, what is your favorite Bruce Springsteen song? I mean, I know that's a big, oh, that's, that's a huge. I know that's a huge. I'll name a couple because okay. it always floats. It, it never stays the same. Sure. I really like Backstreets. Okay, that's a great song. Um, I. It, and, I, and like like a lot of like hardcore Bruce Springsteen fans like myself won't say like a hit song, right. but I really like Dancing in the Dark. I think that's a great song. Um, once you realize like what it's kind of about, you know, it's not just like a pop. As a poppy beat, you know, as a beat that makes it a hit song, but it's really a cool song. Uh, Lucky Town, which is like from one of his like albums that wasn't so popular, wasn't that good, but Lucky Town, Prove It All Night, Spirits in the Night. Uh, Thundercrack. Um, you know, Thunder Road, obviously. Blinded by the light. Um, one of his, if I name one more, it would be uh, Because the Night. You know, the song Patti Smith made famous. Right. Um, Bruce Springsteen originally wrote the song. Um, his version is a little bit more heavier and, uh, you know, the lyrics are a little different, but uh, I really like that okay. song. All right. Plus with Springsteen, it's like, you know, one, you know, back streets or prove it all night. You know, there's prove it all night, 1978 version. There's prove it all night. You know, the reunion tour version, you know, there's like four different versions right. of, you know, some of these songs. Um, but I don't want to get that specific and bore your audience with <laughs> my favorite version of a Bruce song. All right. Uh, so I know that you are in the gym on a regular basis. Yeah. What do you listen to at the gym? A Bruce. Have, you just Bruce. Okay. All I would right. say 85% of the time is Bruce, and most of it is like um, bootleg live concerts off YouTube. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, so, 
I that I mean that I find that fascinating. Um, does it? Do you find that the sort of live atmosphere gives you a little extra like motivation to? It's get... a couple things. Okay. Uh, it, uh, I like you know the songs. Some of the songs you know uh, have a meaning to me, but. You know, a Bruce. I don't know if you're familiar with like the legend of a Bruce Springsteen concert, but they're like famous for being like, first of all, marathons. Like I saw Bruce in Philly, where he was like a 66 year old man. It was a four hour and two minute concert, and he's not he's not sitting on a chair. He's running around. Right. Like you look at Bruce's show, especially in the 70s, 80s, and 80s, and some of the 90s, the dude's running like a madman around the stage. You know, he's going 100 percent hard. Uh, you know, we always talk like he talks about like, you know, when he's on there, that's all he's, he's emptying the tank. So that kind of motivates me at the gym to kind of like empty the tank, you know? Okay. No, that makes total sense. Since you have, a, since wrestlers have a tendency to travel a lot, I'm sure you have road trip playlists. Yeah. That's all Bruce too. It's all Bruce too. Okay. Yeah. You can ask like, if you ever have like a very good professional wrestler on, or, uh, <laughs> if you ever have like, uh, uh, hermit crab or thief ant on or somebody that's traveled with me um yeah like we've gone we've drove for uh, like especially a very good professional wrestler we made some long trips where i drove and it's just bruce the whole time okay i'm sure they hate it i'm sure they hate it <laughs> and like if, well, if there's too much talking in the car like i start turning the bruce up like All right, I'm, done, I'm done with your conversations <laughs> i really need to hear this I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure a very good professional wrestler just wants to hear the best, the best, the best, yeah. <laughs> the best, the best, over and over for eight hours. So, yeah. Last question before we take a break, and then we'll come back to the wrestling. Who gets to control the music on a road trip? The driver. Okay. And only the driver. Okay. That's that. I mean, that should be like wrestling wall. <laughs> you know, I know there's guys that like pop there. Like back in the day, there's guys that pop there like iPods in like your auxiliary line. You're like, what the fuck? Like you're, you're not driving. Put headphones in if you want to listen to your music. Like I'm driving or listen to what I want to listen to. Hundred percent. I would never like control somebody's radio as a passenger. Makes that's, sense. Uh, just, Makes total disrespectful. Sense. All right. On that, we are going to take a break, and we will be back on the other side, and we'll talk about wrestling and music in wrestling. We are back. I am David Kincannon here on Hit My Music with my guest, Dan Champion. Uh, we're going to talk about wrestling. So, Dan, when did you first start watching wrestling? Um, when I was, you know, five or six, probably at my uh, my grandmother used to watch it. Uh, she was like one of those old ladies that yelled at the screen. <laughs> uh, so I remember watching it with her um, way back in the day. And then uh, my dad was like my dad was kind of a fan. Um, so he used to watch it with us. He used to get some of the pay-per-views, um, back in the day. Okay. Nice. Uh, do you have any memories of wrestling entrance themes? And do you, did you have any favorites? Um, you know, everybody remembers the Hulk Hogan, Real American. That was, you know, probably the most familiar one. Ultimate Warrior had a cool one. I always liked his, um, Shawn Michaels, of course, mm -hmm. um, is this pretty memorable? Um, who did I like as a kid? Doink was always cool because it fit him. Yes, that's uh, a that's a definite uh, a good marriage of yeah uh, of wrestler to theme. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man, that one. 
was a great one. That is a great one. When did you start getting into the business, as they say? Um, I started training in <laughs> probably 2002. Okay. All right. Did you have any ideas at that time of what you might want to use as far as a, as, in, as an entrance theme? So, in 2002, I was known as Dancing Danny Rage. Mm-hmm. And my theme music was um, Dancing With Myself by Billy Idol. Okay. All right. I was not I did not see that one. Was that back in the in the GBW days? That yeah, that was in the that was in the GBW and the days before that. Thankfully, okay. are not online. If you go to like whatever cage match, they're they're race from cage okay. match. Thank God, you'll have to like go into the archives of uh, the coal region of Pennsylvania oh. to find anything about that. Okay, all right. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what makes a good entrance theme? Yeah, well, yeah. There's a couple things. It's gotta it's gotta fit your character in some way mm-hmm. um just to come out like to like you know in the early 2000s you get a lot of just like dudes coming out to disturbed or just like not even a character and i'm i'm guilty i'm the guiltiest of this just having a, a wrestler that has no character just a guy coming out to you know limp biscuit or you know a band you know a band that's popular with like a hardcore kind of music at the time you know, you, you your character really means nothing, and then the music is just noise. Um, so it has to relate to who your wrestler character is, um, and it has to have like a good, a good beat, a good beginning, a good entrance point almost. Like I would love to use a Bruce song, but none of them would work. Sure, I thought about this for months. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to use a Bruce song, but nothing would work. It's the songs wouldn't work. Especially for my character. Um, sure. Even though, like, it's known I love Bruce Springsteen, there's not a Bruce song that would work for me. That totally makes sense. Um, so, yeah. has to fit your character, and it has to make sense as an entrance. It has to have a, a good point where you can come out. I mean, you can come out right away, but, um, you know, it has to have... It has to match your character. It has to be a certain beat, a certain tempo, um, you know. Like, if you're... If I'm Dan Champion, and I'm coming out to uh, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, it doesn't make sense. Right. And at all that would be weird that would be very weird <laughs> all right uh let's talk about some of the entrance themes that you have used uh throughout your career okay so as you as you stated you started out as dancing danny rage um with yeah. dancing with myself uh billy by billy idol um i know that you had also used at different points as danny rage uh living on a prayer by bon jovi so so yeah so that was probably like the first time I realized, and maybe I should have realized a little more that entrance music means something to your character. It was me and uh, Orange Cassidy, formerly known as JC Ryder at the mm-hmm. time, were the New Jersey Independent All Stars. We were wrestling like in Maryland and Pennsylvania a lot, like like Southern PA, and uh, we came out to Living on a Prayer, and like it got oh, the the fans loved it. Like they would sing along with it. That's a that's like the reason like we won their tag titles. Like we were so popular mainly because our theme music, like it was at a place out of bar. So everybody was kind of like buzzed up and drunk up a little bit. And they would just sing. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Like over and over again, like the whole crowd. So 
that's when like I I was too dumb and too young to realize like the importance of theme music. But looking back on it now, it's like this that was something. That's part of your character. Mm-hmm. That's just not cool music. That's part of who you are. Right. Okay. And then you had also used uh, diamonds and or transplant by diamonds, diamonds and guns. <laughs> Or at the very least, there is a promo video on YouTube for you that uses that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I did use that. Okay. I can't tell you why. There's okay. no, re- no, no, <laughs> there's rhyme, no or rhyme or reason. No, I just okay. thought it was uh, like a cool song to come out to. I thought it had a good beat, like a good entrance point. Um, but there was no reason I should have used it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Dan Champion and his themes. Or, well, your themes as Dan Champion. Uh, I think yeah. the one that most people probably recognize you for is a song called War by the Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. What is it about that song that you think really fits the Dan Champion character? Um, first, it has like a great point to like come out from the curtain. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like probably like five or six seconds when the song's playing, and boom, you come out. Um, and I think it's just kind of like it, it's it's another reason I like it. It's different, you know. Sure. Not you don't hear like an old like jazz type of song as somebody's entrance so it's different and it kind of reminds me like of like you know i wear the blue singlet um i think i'm better than everyone i think i'm like good well I, i'm good at basketball i'm good at sports i'm you know sure. things i do i'm really good at i don't think it i am anybody um, anybody who saw basketball basketball 21 knows that knows that so it's almost like my um tribute to like a mr perfect type song okay you know, where it's just instrumental as like a beat. Um, I think it just fits my character. I don't have like a great answer for no, it. No, that's fine. I just think it fits my character well. Sure. Uh, you've used a couple of other songs. Um, when there was a, I know there was a show for Star Pro in March of 2020 where you used a song called Massive Transit by Cindy Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a little, a little kind of jazzy. With... Yeah. Um, that was good. Yeah, I love that. I, so, I like that song a lot. The, the I don't know why. I I don't think it was my... I think the promotion used it for me. They could okay. use my music because it was licensed, and maybe that one they could use because it had like an open license. Okay. I think. I, I didn't pick it. I definitely don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cindy Bradley is a is a jazz trumpet player. She's the one playing the trumpet uh, in that. And I think that's I think it's got a very cool vibe to it. Yeah, it sounds so, cool. All right. Um and you so and there was a one off that you used at uh Pro Wrestling Magic's that nineties party. And yeah. again, given your uh your performance in Basket Brawl twenty twenty one, I think you could use this going forward and nobody would, nobody would be able to put up an argument for why you should. You might be right. 
That might be a great idea. And this is the uh, NBA on NBC theme from the 90s. That brings back so many memories of me rooting on my Charlotte Hornets uh, back in yeah, the day. Yeah, you know, I've I've always thought about using that, and maybe now after like the basketball thing, maybe I will start using it. Um, I, I they they needed they wanted people to have '90s theme music, and like I love that song. Yeah, actually, and I'm actually I don't know if you watched any, but they used it for the Olympic coverage on NBC. Did they? Uh, yeah. Like I was watching the game at like midnight, and it played. I'm like holy shit, they, they still use that. <laughs> you know, NBC probably owns the rights to it. Um, but yeah, that's a great song. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a good one. I like that one a lot. All right. Um, so you've also been in some tag teams, uh, other than, obviously, as you said, early on in your career, Danny Rage teamed with J.C. Ryder. Um, you've been in some some sort of... Uh, I, 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 I hope I'm not being insulting when I say sort of makeshift tag teams. No, that's not insulting. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so uh, the first one I want to talk about is uh, from Weekend at Sean's 2021 from Sean Henderson Presents. Uh, night one of that, you teamed with Lucky 13 to form the New Jersey All-Stars. Yeah. And you guys came out to Headbanger by Baby Metal. Well... Is well, that... that's not really a, uh, that's not really like an impromptu team. Uh, oh, okay. Me, me and JC Ryder were in the usually independent all-stars, but so w- it was lucky. So oh, I okay. lucky before back in the day. And people, when people say the New Jersey independent all-stars, JC Ryder and lucky are probably the team they know most. Cause they had a bunch of matches like on CZW where mean, um, orange Cassidy had matches on, um, what you call it, like Chikara and GBW. Sure. Um, but that's Lucky's theme music. Is it? I don't okay, know what it I, is. I've okay. n- never heard it in my life. I came out to it. I'm like, what the hell is this? But <laughs> yeah, it goes into yeah, that. It goes got... into that. Like it, like there's a craziness, <laughs> pretty, a pretty like fast guitar riff that comes in after like yeah. the, the Undertaker gongs. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, okay, I didn't realize that was Lucky 13's theme. All right. Um, and then you have also been known to team with a former guest of this show. Uh, people heard him here on the first episode of Hit My Music, and that would be The Boar. And we talked yeah. a little bit about this song. Oh, man, I'm going to start dancing. <laughs> That's another one that oh definitely God. with that uh that like opening piano, it's definitely got a different feel than most than most wrestling themes. Oh uh, so I always told Boar, like I love this song. It's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> if you give me like a top, if I had to write down my top ten songs, probably nine would be Bruce, and then there'd be Cool for the Summer in there. <laughs> love Cool for the Summer. So when we were thinking about tag music to use, um, it was summertime, it was so hot in this building and 
I think Boar was like, we should use cool for the summer. And it wor- it, it worked. We were dancing in the crowd. We were dancing in the ring. It just worked. So if me and Boar ever tag again, uh, we'll definitely use cool for the summer. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, what is the tag team name that you guys use? So we were going to go, I don't know if it ever developed, but we're going to be Boar to win. And we had a shirt where uh, my head was photoshopped on Bruce and Boar's head was photoshopped on the big man. Clarence Clemens okay. in the um, the Born to Run like album cover where like Bruce is like, like leaning on him with the guitar. Okay, sure. All right. There was some there was some uh, some discussion earlier this week between me and uh, some other people about what that tag team's name was. So, what did you, what did you think it was? Uh, well, Boar mentioned on the previous episode he thought it was Tall and Cool. Tall and Cool is my is my old AOL AOL instant messenger screen name. <laughs> I don't know if it's a tag team name, but that's, I think he was just saying that to be funny. But, uh, okay. That was my old AOL in semester under screen name. And it was true then. And it's true now. It is, it's all it cool. Yep. All right. And the last one I want to talk about is from um, the 2021 IWTV family reunion. Uh, you were part yeah. of an Atomico's match where you teamed yeah. with Eric Cannon. It was you, Eric Cannon, Jigsaw and Lucky 13, right? Okay, and you guys came out to... This ain't a song for the broken hearted. That's It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Um, yeah, great song. Who, I, I'm always curious, who gets who makes those decisions? I think that's a group decision, because okay. we were the Downies drinking team, and Downies was a bar that um, a bunch of the wrestlers went to after like the shows in Philly, and I and that song was like played all the time there. Okay, so it was like kind of like a tribute to the that shithole bar that closed down. <laughs> that is is a great bar. It was okay. a great bar. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then so I have um, I have a what I call the Tony Khan proposition. This is a, a regular thing that I do at the end of the show. If money and rights were no object, do you have a song that you would consider to be a dream entrance song? For my like my yeah, character, yeah. or or if you have another character that you might want to be someday. <laughs> so, I mean, I would like the one I use now. I think would fit perfect, but okay. like I would love if somehow, some way. Uh, it would never work, but like the live version of 10th Avenue Freeze Out from the reunion tour, which is a super long intro, super crazy in the beginning. Um, I'd love to come out to that. Okay. All right. But it would be like a, uh, a 10 minute entrance. <laughs> so I don't know if it would work. <laughs> uh, it might get you some heel heat. Yeah. With everybody. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. People I don't want heel heat with. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, all right. I think that's everything. Dan, thank you so much for being on awesome. the show. This has thank been a you. lot of fun. Um, yes. Go ahead and uh, tell people where they can find you. All right. My Instagram is I am Big Dan Champion. My Twitter is hmm, what is my big Twitter? Uh, Dan Champ Four, I believe, right now. Dan, thanks. My Twitter is Dan Champ Four. So follow me. And uh, you'll be up to date on the Bruce Springsteen happenings and news. Uh, and as well as some news about Dan Champion. All right. Thank you so much again for being on the show. Uh, everybody, thank, thank you. you for listening to Hit My Music. We will see you in a couple of weeks.
Hit My Music is a proud member of the soon-to-be-named network. You can find a variety of podcasts at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com, including add-outs with wrestling, we need wrestling, longbox heroes, and more. You can follow the show at Hit My Music Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show at hitmymusicpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash jinglemeister. The theme song for Hit My Music is Contract Killer by me, the Jinglemeister. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.